Finish Line Ministries International uh, exists to plant churches in the remote villages of Malawi, Mozambique, and Zimbabwe. And we do that through working with the local native people there to establish the churches, to grow the churches, and so they do the brunt of the work. You're listening to the Send Columbus podcast, a conversation for developing strategies and sharing stories as we plant churches everywhere for everyone. Your hosts are Sin City missionary Chad Grigsby and church planting catalyst Jason Phillips. Welcome back to the Sin Columbus podcast. My name is Jason Phillips, your Columbus CPC. I'm joined by Chad Grigsby. Chad. Great to be with you, Jason, today. As always. We have with us a fellow podcaster. Yes. Is that what you... Is that what you would call? Like, I'm, you, what I do would you call, call myself a podcaster. Yeah, yeah but I mean, he, among other things, I, I have many titles, <laughs> and among and them gifts, is, and yeah. gifts, <laughs> and gifts, talents, abilities, yeah, all yeah. treasures, you, you, many roles. Yes. And she's like really hip and relatable too. So, Shameless. I think that's what makes me a bit of a podcaster. Is that yeah. I can be hip and relatable? You know? <laughs> Those are the qualities. Got the cool glasses, you, the beard. You are. You are on your fingers. You I was are. checking yeah. out. That's yeah. Cool. What are some of those? So these are. I got. Three tattoos on my fingers. One is a shepherd staff. My son, son's name is Shepherd. Uh, the this finger is an olive branch. Uh, my my daughter's name is Salem. Olive. Oh, no, that's a good <laughs> guess. Though. That's a good guess. But uh, you know, uh, Salem means peace. Olive I branch represents it. peace. Mm-hmm. And then the my uh, ring finger is my. It's a poppy flower, which is my wife's favorite flower. Oh, I so love a little it. Fa- I, I take really my love that. Everywhere I go, I like that. Do you have any on your other hand? Nothing on my other hand. By the way, this is Seamus. Oh, yeah, Seamus. Seamus. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. That's, that's who's here. Glad <laughs> to be here with you guys. Okay. But you're, yeah, I, I've always been intrigued by a hand. Like, I think a hand is a great place to have a tattoo. Well, I think personally, it's, but I've never. It's a big leap. I think you go. It's not people, quite the face. Yeah, it's not quite the face. That's <laughs> the biggest leap, you know. Uh, but to get tattoos on a hand, I think, you know, you have to be comfortable with your professional ass, you know, road where you're going because yeah. i think if you're trying to be ceo of city bank it's not the best move yeah. but being in ministry um some ministry some ministries <laughs> let's, let's emphasize that one yeah some ministries are going to be okay with that some ministries won't and so i think i knew that i wasn't going to be the if, ceo of City if bank. your ambitions were independent baptist churches pastoring no, wouldn't, them, you wouldn't recommend no, no i would yeah. not but i doubt but, Certain ministries. Yeah, Bob Jones yeah. wouldn't let me on campus. Yeah, yeah. Is what we're trying to say. Yeah, but you've died to that ambition. Yeah, for you've, sure. You've that taken was a up for a while. Are you saying you, that's what you, would you want to do that? I, my, my hope was to be the, the president of Bob Jones yeah, University. But, but after that dream uh, died. After that dream died, yeah. I was like, I'm going to get these tattoos. I'm going to be a podcaster. For sure, for sure. That's number two on my list. So. Oh my okay, so, well, start off by talking as you have a podcast. Yeah. Tell us yeah. a little bit about your podcast. Yeah, so it's called Orthopraxy. Uh, you could find it on all the major platforms. If you look it up, you can find us on social media. Um, and essentially, it's it's conversations with me and a guest about the Christian life. So we're talking about the practical things of faith. Yeah. So I, there's, there's so many amazing podcasts, YouTube videos, um, all sorts of resources on theology, mm-hmm. um, big, you know, ideas. Orthodoxy, of Orthodoxy, if you will. Orth- if you so will. if we're using the... If we're using the vernacular, words, the vernacular. So there's there's stuff on apologetics, but I, I was like, there's nothing that I know of that's like, but how do we live it out? How do we live out mm. what we're saying, what we're believing? So I wanted to start something that was very conversational. Um, the biggest show in the world, love it or lump it, 
uh, is the Joe Rogan podcast. Right. And I think people like it because it's fun conversations. Now, here's the thing. And as a Christian, you, you listen to it and you go, oh, my gosh. There's like there's there's a lot of mixed things in there that you probably yes. don't want to listen to. It's not right. the most edifying. So I wanted to create something that was enjoyable, edifying, and then got down to the nitty-gritty of like how do we tame the tongue? How do we deal with race relations in the church? How do we deal with, you know, different topics of debates that really get into the the meat of it. So, uh, yeah, I've been working on that for a couple months. I just released the sixth episode this morning, um, and I'm loving it. It's really fun. It's fun to sit down, hear people's stories, uh, and then get down to kind of the things that are harder to think through and how do we actually live those things out. Yeah, yeah. and you you've, you've been at it, you know, just a few weeks now. Yeah. You're already dragging the bottom of the barrel with guests. Yeah. I, I, because, I got people that I was like. Because you had me on. I had you on. You, I was like. Which was. I'm, I was begging I'm for already. People. I'm yeah. already. Yeah. Just whoever will come. Right? Yeah. Anybody. Just, literally. Do you have a pulse? <laughs> yeah. If you have a pulse. <laughs> no. And so. No. But I. I've, I'm teasing. I had Chad on. I had you, you did. on. And that's and what got this conversation started. We should have you on. And then we did. Yeah. Like, kind of reciprocate. Yeah. Uh, and so yours will be coming out uh, here in the next week or so. And so, okay. um, Don't yeah, worry. that was fun to have you on. We talked about your experience in church planting and yep. ministry overall and growing mm-hmm. up your, your family was in, ran a seminary essentially. Yeah, kind of. Uh, yeah. and so we, we had a fun conversation. Yeah. I guess I fun. have to have Philip on next. <laughs> yeah. Philip. Who's Philip? Phillips. Phillips. Oh yeah. Phillips. Yeah, Jason. Jason. I just need to have Jason on. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. I really like the name of the podcast. I think that's a really cool name. And I, mm-hmm. I do, I, you're right. I don't know very many podcasts that are really um, doing that. Second thing, it's like, it's long form, kind of like the Joe Rogan podcast, like that, yeah. right? Yeah. So we're trying, I, I try to get it. The conversation piece is like an hour, hour 30 sometimes. I don't want it too long mm-hmm. um, because I know that, you know, a three hour podcast is a, is a homework assignment at some yeah. point. It's like a right. labor. Right. So if I could have it, where you can, if you go on a walk, if you're driving to work, you can listen to the majority of it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's been fun to have, like you said, long form conversations about some of these bigger things. Where if you have a ten minute conversation, you maybe don't bleed mm-hmm. all the details out. Yeah. So it's fun to kind of stick in it for a while. And some people are looking for that kind of, they want more of that deeper content than just the flyby. Let's yeah. give you yeah. a quick little. Yeah. And be able to right. hear different sides of things and yeah. still be able to walk away feeling like you can be respectful towards one another, even when you have disagreements about. There, yeah. there are just some things. topics that 30 minutes is not going to yeah. Yeah. make you feel. And I, you, once you're in it, once you're in the topic, you, you recognize that like the, the sticky sides of it, the the gray. Where's the gray at? Yeah. You know, a lot of our faith is in the gray portion of like what we say we believe, how we're living, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You know, those are those are the kind of the two polar opposites. And so then, how do we mend? How do we get those things to be closer and closer? Mm-hmm. What we're saying, what we're believe, what we're how we're living. How do we move them closer together? And so that is hard because you know the first episode I sat down with. Uh, one of the associate pastors from my church, uh, and we talked about race, you know, him being a black man in a predominantly white church. How do we do this thing? And as soon as you're in it, you go, there is no easy answer. You're not mm-hmm. going to be able to go, well, <clears throat> do this one thing, and it's solved. So having a longer form 
helps. Yeah, and I I love um, just the 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 stepping into those conversations, mm-hmm. the, the whole premise. I think there needs to be more of that yes. in the church, in Christianity yes. at large, yeah. but in the church specifically. I think there's too much, um, you know, <laughs> assumption that we all believe the same thing about everything, right. you know, and and that gray is actually a color. Yeah. Yeah, and, in our lives that we, we yeah, don't. and we, we and had we talked about it before we started. Like I sat down with a, a dear, a mutual friend of all of ours, and we talked about women in ministry, and her and I differed in our opinions in women in ministry. And I hope that that one's going to come out in a couple of weeks. I hope that when people hear it, they can go, "Wow, that was a respectful conversation." Mm-hmm. That no one like tried to trample on the other person, no one tried to belittle the other person, and I think like what you're saying is like. In those hard conversations, if we're immediately running to the name calling, my my thought is like you must not really believe your side is right because the facts aren't good enough for you. Mm-hmm. You have to malign. You have to degrade. Well, that's not your your stance isn't that strong. Yeah. If yeah. you can't just stand in it and it be what it is. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes, I mean, we. We, uh, like you and Beth are both educated. You both know the topic. You've studied it and you came to different conclusions. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I think sometimes we have to just be okay with, sometimes people are just going to come to different conclusions about an ancient book that was written thousands of years ago. And that's, she still loves Jesus. You still love Jesus. You're going to continue to do your ministries and it's great. For sure. Like there's there, how do we get through the difficult conversations land in mutual love yeah we mm-hmm. mutually love Absolutely. christ we mutually love each other yeah and that's hard at times yeah yeah there's a lot of baggage with some of these topics we want to talk yeah. about well i'm glad that you're doing it i think yeah i love, awesome. love the concept yeah, yeah yeah um so before you became the christian uh joe rogan <laughs> you actually <laughs> tattoos and podcasts yes, Come on. <laughs> you actually planted a church with us with the sin columbus so. yeah so i planted a church in 2017 on the south side of Columbus, Parsons Avenue, called Stowe Church. And so went through the whole process, went through a assessment weekend. Um, Dean Folks was my, like, sending pastor. Mm-hmm. Or he was my like, endorsing pastor, and then uh, a guy named Ben York was my sending church. His church was my sending church. Um, yeah, and so that was an amazing process. That church was an inner-city church. So predominantly, it was in a neighborhood that was predominantly low income, uh, high drug use, prostitution, uh, violence, you know, the, the very hard things in life. And so, yeah, we planted that church uh, with the hope of making an impact in that community. And I would say it went better and worse than I ever thought it could. <laughs> it was, it was, it was a mixed bag, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it, that sounds were, like church planting. It's, yeah. It went really great and terrible at the same time. Yeah. It's yeah. like, there were the best moments of my life were coupled with the worst moments of my life. Yeah. You know, I would, I would find peaks and valleys in the same day mm-hmm. with certain individual, certain situations. But yeah, so we did that for two years, my wife and I, uh, and a handful of, you know, really amazing friends that, became friends because we all planted a church together. You know, they heard about what we were doing, got excited about it, grabbed hands with us, and then we did this really hard thing. And we saw people give their life to Jesus, and we saw uh, people baptized, and we saw people's lives transformed. Um, and so that was really 
a great opportunity. And I had so much support from the, you know, obviously the Dean folks of the world, but Ed Travers, Kale Brewer mm. were my uh, uh, cohort Training leaders. Them, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it was amazing. Mm. I loved it. Mm. Um, and then we dissolved that church two years in just a handful of situations with my family. Um, nothing terrible. Me and my wife are still married. We had kids, family, uh, you know, passed away. Uh, things changed way quicker than we thought they were going to. Um, but yeah, it was, like I said, most exciting slash terrifying situations in my life. Yeah. yeah. And I loved it. Yeah. Actually, I think we have a mutual friend who maybe helped you guys, uh, Jess, Jess Griffin. You know Jess Griffin. I do. How do yeah. you know Jess Griffin? College. Yeah, college. Yeah. She was kind of involved with Young Life, and I was yes. involved in Young Life. So yeah. we served down at Stowe a few years ago when I was doing students, and I saw Jess, and I was like, what are you doing here? That and is wild. Yeah. 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 She was a good friend of my wife. She Then she joined our our church, and she was just like one of the kind of bedrocks of our church. Yeah. Faithful, servant, loves Jesus, loves God's word, amazing. Um and then we're still dear friends. She loves our kids. We have two kids. She loves our kids. She babysits. She's good friends with, uh, you know, her and my friend. My wife are our best friends still. So, yeah, Jess Griffin awesome. is, a, is awesome. Yeah, she's Look a good at person. That. I know. Mutual community. We love <laughs> how long would How long were you involved with Young Life? Um, I did Young Life uh, all four years of college. Did you? So, okay. yeah. I, high I school before as well or just college? Um, I did it in high school for about a year. Okay. And then um, actually what happened was I was going to go to school to be a youth pastor at, you know, some Bible college. And my Young Life leader told me that the only place that I could lead Young Life was at Ohio State. So I, I, there was a lie and I changed my whole life to go to Ohio State yeah. to lead Young Life. There you go. <laughs> um, that's, that's a youth ministry really yeah. all in of itself. It, it really sure. is. <laughs> you know, it definitely, it definitely was. So I led for four years in New Albany and then, um, when I graduated, I came on staff here as an intern and did student ministry here for a while. So it was good. That's haven't yeah. looked back really. What? No. Haven't looked back. No, I haven't looked back. The rest is history. Yeah. 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 Um, so you also, um, aside, like I said, from being the Joe Rogan of Christian podcasting, you do, um, a ministry called finish line. So tell us a little bit about that and what yeah. you guys do with church planting in Malawi, yeah. right? Malawi. Yes. Uh, Malawi, Mozambique and Zimbabwe. So, okay. uh, finish line ministries international, uh, exist to plant churches in the remote villages of Malawi, Mozambique and Zimbabwe. And we do that through working with the local native people there to establish the churches, to grow the churches, and so they do the brunt of the work. So I'm the director of ministry initiatives here in the States. Uh, mm. the, the president of the ministry, Sean Patrick, he, he's a, he attends LifePoint. He, he does a lot of the assessment stuff, too. Mm -hmm. like is the, mm -hmm. So he's, he's a good part of uh, peripherals of Send Network. Yeah. So, um, so he, he's been working here for 20-plus years, and ultimately... Um, we got connected to the men in Africa through a wild situation. That's a whole other story. Um, but we recognized that the men over in uh, this this group of churches didn't have the necessary training that they needed to be successful. Mm. So they they had all these churches. They had like 70 churches that they had started on their own, but had no really significant pastoral training. There were like tracks, paper tracks that you would share, missionaries would share. Mm on like 
What is the book of John about? Things like that. But there was nothing significant. So Finish Line went over there to train pastors. And so now the main goal is to equip uh, pastors to plant churches where there's no gospel presence. So we go into the remote villages uh, of those three countries where there's there's no running water, there's no electricity, and sometimes, not always, but sometimes you'll go to a place and you'll ask people, "Do you have you ever heard the name of Jesus? And they don't know who Jesus is. And so um, we have at this point uh, 325 churches throughout those countries. Uh, every year around 15 men will pa- will uh, graduate from a pastor's Bible institute. That uh, That's the equipping mechanism of these pastors to train them to do this work. Um, 9,000 people gave their life to Jesus last year wow. through the work of the the church. Um, and, and so, you know, the whole point that this, uh, we're sitting here today is that it's through the local church. It's through church planting. It's not through, mission trips can be helpful. We, we, we take trips over there uh, a couple times a year. But we're there kind of helping them do the hard harder work. Mm-hmm. And so they're planting churches, they're multiplying out, they're going to new villages that don't have a gospel presence, like I said. And um, the hope is that the local church can be the engine mm-hmm. for all that we do. Um, it's not about what me and Sean can do. We can't preach enough. We can't uh, do enough to get uh, even a quarter of the people that gave their life to Christ, let alone all that many people. It has to be done through the local church. So that's why I think I, coming out of Stowe, being a part of, you know, being in church planting, seeing the seeing the lifeblood that is the local church to the kingdom of God, that's why I love what we do at Finish Line is because we're, we're equipping those men to do that thing. Yeah, um, it's fantastic. And there's, there's different philosophies around mission and how to do missions, but I love the empower and equip. Yeah. yeah. Like that's really our role is to empower and equip. They're doing the work. For sure, for sure. You know, and but we come alongside. Yeah. You know, I really love that. Yeah, it's. I think there's there's amazing men and women who have left the states, become full time missionaries, and they're they're doing their thing. Um, and I think that there's the philosophy. It, we haven't invented it by any stretch of the imagination, but the philosophy of working with the people who know the language, they know the culture, they know the ins and outs, they know the geography. They know how to get to people way more than a kid from Columbus, Ohio would mm-hmm. ever hope. You know, my my Chichewa is terrible. <laughs> my cultural understanding is terrible. Yeah. But we can equip them to do something that really expands the kingdom. Yeah, and long term, that's what's going to lead to more sustainability and for it to continue on in the future. For sure, for <laughs> sure, right? Yeah. Like, it started with a man named Love. He kind of started the ministry over in Africa. Uh, he's retired at this point, and it's because he he multiplied out, because he trained up other men, because uh, the elders are doing what he first did. That it's sustainable, right? And it's and if it was it was ba- if it was based upon my capacity, uh, it would be bottlenecked. It would be you know it'd be shut down for so many reasons. Yeah. When you said his name, I just had like a brain blast of like, is there a movie about him? There is, yeah. It's funny. It's <laughs> like so, I just yeah. So there's Love Capesi. Uh, a, a movie was produced um, through 
through Finish Line and another a film producer called A Man Called Love. Okay, and you yeah, can look it up on So video. his first name is Love. His name is Love, L-O-V-E. Amazing. And what you, I mean, this is not just a Malawi thing, but I think it's a, in Africa overall, especially like if it's been a heavily Christianized nation, like there's a lot of names like Blessings or Grace or um, Treasure. There's a lot of like, they take name, biblical names as well. Uh, you'll, you'll see like... Um, Nebuchadnezzar or Nebuchadnezzar, you'll see names like biblical wow. names. With you want to name your kid Nebuchadnezzar? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. So it's, I love it. I'm like, you went out yeah. on the limb right there. Yeah, That's Judas. Yeah, Judas. The least popular. Lucifer. Names. Yeah. Um, uh, Artaxerxes. No. So yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so you'll see a, na- a lot of names like 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 love, like yeah. blessings. Yeah. So his love Capessi started mm. the ministry, and so he has a crazy testimony. Didn't, you know, grow up in this crazy abusive home, uh, became an alcoholic at like 13 years old, hmm. goes into the military, becomes a very high-ranking guy there, um, gets married to this amazing Christian woman named Elizabeth, uh, has this abusive relationship with her. His mother-in-law says, if you don't give your life to Jesus today, you're going to die. He goes down to the church, starts mocking, yelling, screaming at the pastor to like, you know, uh, scare the pastor, gives his life to Christ. Here's the message. He gives his life to Christ, and then from that point started planting churches. And so he would go, he would see a map of Malawi. He, God would say, you need to go to that village. He would walk, to, or he'd take a bus, then he'd walk to that village, plant a church there. And so, um, yeah, amazing story. So there's a there's a uh, documentary that gives you more of those details um, that, that you can look up. It's on Vimeo. I think we're, we want you could like rent it on. You can go to Amazon if you have an Amazon Prime account. I think you it's could on listen. Amazon Prime yeah, you could yeah. listen to it. You could watch hmm. it today. So, great, great story, great memory as well. Yes, I think they showed it at Life Point maybe at some point. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I we, think you guys did an event here. We did an event. We showed it here. We did yeah. it here, and we showed it, it. Like is. that was like the premiere of yep. it was was here. So, yeah, but we yeah, mind blowing, and it's a uh, it's a fun it's a fun ministry to be a part of be a part of something that God is using to bring a lot of people to know him. So you're probably directly on the path that you set out to, to do. I'm going to plant a church. I'm going to cl- walk away from the church, close that down. I'm going to yes. then do international church, just like you drew it up. Yeah, right? I international drew that up when I was, like, oh man, 16 years yeah, old. Yeah, <laughs> that was the dream. I had a vision board <laughs> and it went just like this. So, you know, not always how we plan it to yeah. be, but really cool how you ended up uh, you know, at finish line, doing what you're doing. Yeah, really it cool. was. I, I once again, I'm sure that I, everyone has a, a bit of this story. Like you didn't think you'd be where you are, mm-hmm. but you're glad that you're there. Mm-hmm. A lot of the times, some there's been times in my life where I haven't been glad where I was, and I think after things, you know, dissolved with the church that we had planted, um, man, there was a season where I was like, I'm not in ministry ever again. Like maybe God doesn't want me to be here. Um, this is. I'm a failure. I'm. A, I'm embarrassed. I was embarrassed. Oh heavens to Burgatory! I was so embarrassed. <laughs> I was embarrassed to tell like family that my aunts and uncles, my extended family, that I wasn't a pastor anymore. I was a pastor, and now I'm not a pastor. Yeah. And you know that like a lot of people become a pastor and then not a pastor because of terrible choices, mm-hmm. terrible decisions. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't my case. It wasn't a sin issue. It wasn't a moral crisis. Mm-hmm. It was a tough decision that we made as a church that was the best for us, but mm-hmm. not what I wanted to do a lot of the, in a lot of ways. Right. Mm-hmm. 
So then like, I was like, oh man, this is God's judgment. This is like, I'm not supposed to be a pastor. Maybe I'm not mm. called. Maybe I'm not gifted. And then it was an 18 month process of like reconfirmation, like God bringing people in my life, God having me do ministry in small ways in my local church that when I would go and I would like, you know, do a training session about something, I would do that and go, oh man, I love this. I love preaching the word. I love exhorting. I love challenging people. And so uh, it wasn't the route that I thought I was going to take. <laughs> yeah. But I'm glad that I, I, I've been on it. Yeah, yeah, I think we talked about this in the podcast, but you know, we shared that similarity because yeah, sure. the first church I pastored, I also closed. Yeah, which yeah. is not great for the resume, right? No, you, no, you don't no, 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 no. you don't want to go in and be like, so tell us about your last, uh, <laughs> yeah, your last ministry experience. Oh, you mean that yeah. church we killed? I, yeah, I boarded it up. Yeah, they didn't even know. Yeah, we took it out behind the shed and <laughs> shot it. So I don't know yeah. how great that is. So so it is hard, right? Yeah. But there's something about um, you know, b- biblical idea, but something about really hard things mm-hmm. and difficult things that might prepare us for the next things even better than success does. For sure. I think, you, you su- know what I mean? Yeah. Success can be such a, it's a drug a bit, you know, you can get very, you can elevate yourself. You can elevate, you know, your abilities, mm-hmm. uh, and, the Bible is rife with why you should never do that, right? Like that's there's so many men uh, who have completely stumbled upon themselves. You look at Saul, you look at David, you look at all the kings. Really, you look at you know, read First and Second Kings, and you recognize that. So, um, and I think that the the, the humility, uh, and at times the humiliation of that brought me to a place of recognizing that, like, I I find myself. You know, I, I consider myself like, all right, I'm a good teacher. I could I could stand up on a stage with with anybody and feel confident, right? Like mm-hmm. I could I could preach. And you go, Well, that's not gonna carry you everywhere. That's not gonna be there's there's times and points where that could be God's uh, ministry for you, but that's not the whole thing. And so I think that was a good lesson. Um, how to manage people, how to love people, how to disciple people. I learned a lot through that time. And uh there's times where I'm like, oh, I would do it exactly the same in these instances, and then I would do it the exact opposite way yeah. in other instances. So I think it's it's not fun to have to go through that uh, that training, mm-hmm. that real life training. <laughs> right. And I, go, I think that goes back to the gray. Like that's the yeah. gray of right. being a pastor, of being a church yeah. planter, is that we could talk about theory all day long, but the orthopraxy bringing it back. <laughs> the orthopraxy. You can check out my podcast. <laughs> yeah, you can check out my podcast. <laughs> Wherever you find your podcast. Yeah, yeah. It's when you when you are walking it out. Yeah. That's when uh, it's stickier than you thought it was going to be. No it doubt. Was, it's harder than you thought it was going to be. Yeah, it's, it's grounding too because I remember, um, you know, going from closing that church and then stepping into another ch- church planting opportunity. Yeah. And... There were the dynamics were very different, but when we stepped into that, there was a core team of already six families. They were all tithing. There was a lot of health there. There was a longtime um, member of a church that was a pillar in that community in that church who was stepping out to lead. Who I helped with that we did it kind of together, and so it took off pretty quick. And we yeah. planted with like a hundred people, and then it was like yeah. two hundred people, then it was three hundred people, then it was four hundred people. Yeah. 
And what was really, I think, helpful about having clo- like closed a church before doing that is there was never this sense of, well, this is obviously all about me. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I was the same kind of guy, the same preacher, leader, teacher, sure. whatever, shepherd, and I did the same things, and it died one place, and it went much better in the next. So For that, sure. I think there is this grounding of, um, I think Tim Keller says it this way: Don't let success go to your head. Don't let failure go to your heart. Mm-hmm. And I think unless you've experienced a, a scenario, I think the well, one of my old bosses used to say, unless you've had something really kick your butt, yeah, <laughs> you don't always have that grounding. Yeah. You know, so I it's, and it's, the grit, like the grit to do the next thing, yeah, often comes from maybe the the issues in the last one or the the failure of the last one. Uh, it kind of gives you a uh, the ability to work through the hard thing because you know, all right, I, I kind of survived. There's a lot of ways, there's a lot of things I survived because of that church plant. Yeah. I made it through some hard things. And it, there's a lot of times where I go, if I could do that, I could work here. Like, I, you know, <laughs> I can do this. Like, this is great. Yeah. And I, I think it gives you the, the confidence for the next thing. Um, albeit, the funny thing is at the beginning of this, beginning of like this process, I didn't have that. I didn't have the grit. I didn't. It took time to, you know, work through those wounds, work through those f- new fears, work through the insecurities, and uh, now I would say, man, I'm, I'm a better man, a better Christ follower, ultimately because of those things. It's mm. good. It's good. Well, to close it out and maybe round it back to finish line, I know we partner here at LifePoint. What are some ways that maybe church plans potentially could partner with you guys in the future? Yeah, uh, visit us, finishlineministries.org. Um, our hope as a ministry, ministry, as a mission, is to be as much of a benefit to a church that partners with us as we as they are to us. Mm-hmm. So there, you know, obviously a lot of churches can pray for us, they can give financially, um, but we want to be a support. So when it comes to like, um, if you're a missions pastor and you want to know how to better, uh, support your current missions, uh, team, reach out to us, right? Because we have a lot that we can say about how to support people who are in the field, who are, who are doing the work. Um, we've done missions training about how to train up your, you know, a a local missions team, um, and then there's obviously a thousand initiatives. So we have an orphan and day school ministry that people can, uh, kind of like a Compassion International, you can support a child for $30 or $25 a month. We have a program where you can sponsor men who are in the Pastor's Bible Institute. Um, we have Bibles, bikes, and buildings that we give to churches that you can kind of support and equip the, the real needy parts of ministry. Like you need Bibles, you need buildings. Mm-hmm. And bikes are basically their version of a car to get around to do their ministry. So um, yeah, visit our ministry. We want to be an encouragement to, to you as much as you are an encouragement to us. Um, because we know that if that happens, everybody's everybody's growing at that point. That's good. Well, Seamus, thanks so much for having or c- Thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks so much for us for having us. Thanks for having us, Seamus. Thanks for having us. Thank you for having me. (laughs) I'm glad we could have. I'm glad we could have each other. Yeah. Yeah. We. Yeah. We've been. Yeah. This is great. This is awesome. Yeah. It was a great conversation. Appreciate you. Thanks for checking out today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. 
And remember, every church is a multiplying church in the making.